0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've come to uh, session 10 of Who Do You Say That I Am? Who do we say that we are as followers of Jesus? And today, Jesus again uh, proclaims who he is in John chapter 15 when he says to his disciples, I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. So um, it's sort of very clear today who Jesus is. He is the true vine um, and we are the branches. And it's even easier to figure out who we are um, in this passage, because we are to be those that bear fruit and we are to be those that remain in the vine and attach to the vine for that's where our health and our sustenance and our life is. Um, If you're not a part of the vine, then you'll wither and die just like um, any other plant that isn't connected to its root source. And then you're good for nothing right? except to be thrown into the fire, um, which is isn't to be confused with sort of eternal damnation, condemnation type things. It's just a matter of fact, right? This is what we're talking about. We're talking about um, specifically grapevines, but can be true for practically any plant. And I know nearly nothing about gardening, about planting, about anything, but I do know um, about pruning and um, how pruning brings forth new growth and new life, and um, in when you're talking about grapevines uh, specifically here, if you don't trim back the grapevines, if you don't prune them, um, then they just Go all haywire, right? They bear second-class grapes, or they um, just get all leafy and they look real pretty, but there's no fruit. And so this is what Jesus is really talking about um, in a, in a couple of ways. One is that um, he is the true vine. He is th- he is the way, the truth, and life, like we heard last week. He is the source of of life to god and he is when we are when we are come through him when we're in christ um then then our life is filled right that we have that we are connected to the source of god um and and in many ways you know this is this is um Jesus again saying he is the culmination of the Messiah of Israel. He's is the culmination of the house of Israel. Because in the prophet Isaiah, he talks about planting his chosen vineyard. Uh, that God plants his chosen vineyard is Israel. And uh and so Jesus again isn't you know it isn't by accident that he says these things and he uses these examples. He's he's saying once again, I am the way to God, right? I am the house of Israel. I am the temple. I am all these things, all these images that have been used to uh, project who God is, as well as who Israel is, as God's chosen people. Jesus is saying to continue to be God's chosen people, you come through me. You remain in me and I will remain in you and And in that, um, there is pruning that will take place that will that will refine you, that will uh, focus you, that will cut away all the parts that are not holy or are a distraction. And you will bear much fruit. And the word that Jesus uses for pruning um, or rather. Jesus, where the gospel writer uses for pruning, is is um, sort of already a purifying type word, Um, which which makes sense because it sort of links to already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you in the next in the next passage, Um, and so it isn't just that you're going to be pruned, you're going to be purified, right? You're going to be made holy in the sight of God. And already you are because you're in my word, but just continue in that word, continue to abide in me because a branch can't bear fruit by itself. So you have to um, stay connected to the life force. And then the next passage is one of my, one of my favorites, right? Um, apart from me you can do nothing whoever abides in me and i in him he bears much fruit but apart from me you can do nothing and we don't like that that's another one of these um american statements that w- we're not crazy about um who who do you think you are to say that i can't do anything without apart from you right i can do whatever thing i set my mind to um I can be all I can be, you know, there, this is, this is juts up against um, who we are and who we've become as culture. But Jesus makes very clear that our role primarily is to, to remain in him, to abide in his glory, to continue to seek to live um, as we talked about last week, as, as, as a servant, as one who loves, as one who lay down his life for his friends, as one who will strive to, to live fully into the grace and glory of God. And the reason is, is that we bear fruit that reflects God's glory. All right, this goes back to, again, John the Baptist, where he says to the, the Pharisees, who fleed you from the wrath to come? You brood of vipers? Why don't you just bear fruit that befits repentance and offer that to God? Because this is what God really wants. God is looking for fruit that glorifies God. Because ultimately, our, our role as disciples of Jesus is, again, to point to Jesus, to reflect Jesus. That that when we are connected to the vine, we have no choice but to bear great fruit, good, juicy grapes. Right, when we're connected to the vine, we won't bear apples or some sort of other other thing. Right, we're we're going to bear the fruit that befits the vine. Um, and this gives glory to the vine dresser, to, to God, and reflects God's glory. And uh, I mean, this is one of those passages that really has a lot to do with Jesus, but it's sort of a culmination of all the things that we've talked about from Jesus before, that he is, again, the Messiah, the Christ, the one who's come to redeem the world and and to redeem Israel and to make Israel the chosen nation, which was promised and has been promised. And so now, apart from me, you can do nothing. So come and come and bear fruit that all will know who God is and who I am. And will receive this life in this hope and this promise of peace and glory. And so for us, this is the invitation, right? To come, to, to be, to bear fruit, to continue to abide and to trust and to live into the glory of God. And there's a variety of ways in which we do that. Not the least um, being part of the body of Christ in the church and our own spiritual uh, health and, and devotion and discipline of prayer and study and scripture and um, just openness to what God is doing, openness to what the Spirit of God does within us, openness to being pruned. Um, Because this is, and this is a good thing for um, us as well, is allowing ourselves to be pruned in order that we, we might bear much fruit, to be purified, not just cut off of those things that um, we know are bad right i mean obviously there's things that in our lives that we know are not holy and are not glorifying to god and so those things certainly could be pruned but we're not just talking about those we're talking about even things where while we might have good fruit we could even have better fruit if we allowed God to trim away some of the other things, that we don't need to do everything. This is an Advent um, sermon and not a um, Lent sermon, but in some ways, much of this is the same, right? That oftentimes we can take too much on when we come towards Lent, at least me. Um, Some people talk about, Giving things up for Lent, other people talk about taking things on, and um, there's been times in my life where I have this great plan of all the things that I'm gonna do in Lent. and um, you know it just becomes overwhelming and you don't really get much out of any of it because you've decided you're gonna read all the Bible and you're gonna journal and you're gonna pray and you're gonna fast and you're gonna do this and this and this and this and this, and, this. and all these things are good. But, um, pruning is sort of like my comparison that I've used before, in <clears throat> mission to shotgun versus rifle approach. You know, you can, you can shoot shotgun and sort of scatter your mission everywhere, or you can be precise. And Jesus in this passage is talking about being precise and God being precise and, and us being focused, um fully upon the glory of God and and to allow ourselves to have things cut off. Because it's, as I said, it's easy to cut those things off that are not holy, not easy, but you understand, they're easy to identify. It's harder to identify those things that maybe we need to leave behind. That actually can be glorifying to God, but maybe not from you anymore, right? That maybe you aren't the one who's supposed to be uh, doing music or uh, in this ministry or teaching children or um, whatever. Maybe you are called to do pastoral care in a nursing home instead or You are called to teach children or you are called to lead music. I mean, so uh, this is just a lot of a lot of his discernment and openness and dependence, not just on the vine, but upon um, each other, which, you know, sort of is the next the next passages that that come. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We said this last week. This was in John 13. It's again in John 15. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Um, and if you abide in my love, my, my joy will be full. Your joy will be full. Um, and so, you know, here we have each other to, to depend on, to encourage, to bless, to confirm, and maybe sometimes to challenge as well and and this is the joy of being part of the body of Christ that we don't have to do it all right paul talks about that in of his letters of the body being one but made up of many members of a variety of spiritual gifts and abilities we don't have to have every spiritual gift in fact we probably won't even come close and so some of that pruning this sort of honing spiritual gifts that we have, that we might truly bear fruit for the glory of God. And this is much harder um, than, than just allowing ourselves to be purified and be pruned and to be abide in the vine because it really takes discipline and, and time. And planting takes time. Gardening takes time. Uh, these aren't instantaneous things and neither is the growth that happens in us. It takes time for God to work in us and through us and for a culture and society that want things done yesterday, that can be very challenging. Um, But I hope this was helpful to you and gives you some things to reflect upon how you might abide in the vine. And I look forward to our conversation on Sunday. Have a great week.